0: Unloose the Goose, we'll take no use your paradigm's run out of time and we've got no use, Unloose the Goose. Well, hello folks, Jack Spirico here with the Unloose the Goose group. Our episode today is trying not to get censored, and we did that as a joke because we absolutely know that we're going to get our video taken off of YouTube today. You're going to hear us use some words. Uh, they're going to be like, well, why aren't they saying the actual word? Like, we're going to say Rona, and we're going to say Spike, but not the other word that is protein at the same time. Uh-oh. And we're going to say Jab or "Shot," but we're not going to say the word that starts with a V. Nope. And see if we can stay long enough so that the... Uh, The auto filters don't get us until the little minions come in and hand job us out. Uh, but we're going to be talking about a bunch of crap today, man. Um, but there's some huge news in the world, word, uh, world of the, the jab, right? And, and having to do with the, uh, the spike part of the jab and what that does in the human body. And this, this name will probably get us taken down. Like we'll probably get shut down like right now. Um, there's a doctor by the name of Byram Brittle and we're going to talk about what his, his findings mean. And I, I want to explain who this guy is. Cause if you look up his name right now, um, you're going to find a lot of really bad things about him, uh, huge ad hominem, ad hominem attacks and things like that. And the truth is this guy was paid a quarter million dollars in a grant by the Canadian government to, to research the, um, the jab, the, the the goo that goes in the jab, right? And uh, we're not going to be able to keep this up. We're going to have to say the right words. But um, he's not being viciously attacked. He gave an eight-minute interview on a radio show that basically said that the spike proteins in the jab are moving through the fu- full human body. And he got this information through a FOIA request to the Japanese in their data analysis. And we're going to go more into this in a moment, but I just wanted to set the stage for that. And right now, I was, I was I was delaying there. I was hoping our fourth goose would show up. But as of right now, we have two other geese with us tonight. We have a three goose gaggle. We have John Bush. How you
1: doing tonight, John? I'm doing pretty good. I just had a couple videos censored recently myself on YouTube and Facebook. All well, they weren't even really talking about this subject. The video wasn't, but it still got pulled because we can talk about it later. But I interviewed one of the dirty dozen he's he's like mm. on this hit list of 12 people this nonprofit put out and uh, and then the thing, i want to play this blatant propaganda piece that was nbc i think about getting this thing for children but it's a huge topic everyone's talking about it the media is obviously talking about it so it's great to to put that other perspective out there while we still can well we'll definitely co <laughs> i
0: just got the spanking for my monday video because i mentioned the jab Got spanked good and hard. Strike on my account, and uh, I'm, I'm currently in the middle of a seven day stint in Facebook jail. Even though I barely use it because I posted a uh, an article for from, that. I posted an article from Yahoo News <laughs> about hydroxychloroquine citing a study published in JAMA, wow. and that was misinformation, according to the Zuckerberg. So, I can't yeah, say that so word either.
1: It, yeah, I don't it,
0: think
2: you can say his name.
0: I call him Zucker Cox so we'll see works so you God. guys are hearing if you're not on the live stream if you listen to the audio you're hearing Neethi Bailey who is uh, the bad girl of the goose group that's here to tell us uh, a ton of stuff about this type of thing as well how you doing tonight Neethi?
2: I'm doing great guys I am excited and I am going to try to do a good job and not
0: you know. lose your shit during this right? like. <laughs>
2: I have so many facts. And I could I could talk about this a lot and not use any of those words because there's a lot of words that go along with this that people just have not been allowed to hear. And so I don't even know how long it would take for them to I mean we might be able to have our transfer before
0: You're saying you might completely alter the new speak dictionary (sighs) guys.
2: Yep. (laughs) I could try. We can see what happens. We can see start what happens. crossing
0: out more words and Zuckerberg. I,
2: I, I, totally I would like not to start, approved
0: with,
2: word. I, I wanna start with some history, if, you, if it's okay with you. Yeah. Like, how did we arrive in this moment? How did we arrive in this moment? I don't know if you well, guys are- A bat had that-
0: sex with a turtle <laughs> in Wuhan, and then they made turtle soup in the turtle shell with bat uh, crispy wings. And then the Wuhan coronavirus and pay no attention to the lab right down the, the road that does you know research on coronavirus. Um <laughs> it got into a Chinese monkey who ate the turtle soup, who then um had uh, carnal relations with the ear of a Chinaman and then it spread to the whole world. That's maybe
2: that's maybe, maybe maybe that's what happened. Or it might could be it, it might could be that in nineteen ten um, there was this Flexner report okay. and that was when um, John D. Rockefeller and uh, Andrew Carnegie actually became the primary investors in pharmaceutical medicine. And when they did that, then they filed this Flexner report and they told Congress that anyone who's practicing medicine um, and they're claiming that the body has energy um, basically, they should not be federally funded. Also, John D. Rockefeller was a snake oil salesman. And he, um, now that he was in pharmaceutical, just wanted, obviously, to be able to monopolize all of the medical realm. And so what that did was it de facto um made it illegal for anyone who was practicing medicine, claiming the body had energy. And it made them practice medicine based on chemistry and not on energy. And we are actually energy. So it goes way back before all the 2019 chaos or 2020 or whatever. And what what that does is, um, you know, it effectively made it illegal for all holistic practitioners, all ancient medicine, all energy medical people. Um, you know, now they're considered alternative medicine. And it made them create this global um, medical centralized system that took over the world. And then, um, you know, he's also they were also um, financially vested as the largest petrochemical people, which if, you know, if you guys read my book, I I kind of line up the medical and the pharmaceutical um, and the food, you know, they're all, all those companies are the same one and only same company. And now you can line them up with petrochemical, you can line them up with the bank, you know, or with all the currency. So they took over the world and they've had this plan, They've had this plan for a long time. They, you know, like Mr. Global, whoever that is, um, they've had this plan to, you know, you know, they're playing this game like y'all saw trade in places.
1: Hmm. Classic.
2: Yeah. So they're playing this game, you know, all these trillionaires or whatever. I don't even think it's billionaires anymore or whatever they are with the fake money. Those people, they're playing this game to just see what how they can make people you know, do things. It's a psychological operation. It's fun for them to watch everybody in fear and confusion and chaos. And they just are spewing it all the time. Everybody who's out there. And then that's why, you know, we do this, right? We do this, what we're doing to help people navigate their way and stop operating reactionarily in this chaos and confusion. So, you know, I could say that, well, you, they've, you can't take a virus and test for it. I could say that because viruses are dead. They're not even, they don't even have any kind of, they're not alive. If you, and, and every time they show you evidence of any of this, this virus thing that they talk about, which I guess I'm going to get in trouble now, but, um, they put you it in virus. a, petri, they put it in a petri dish, which is, uh, sterile while well, our body is not sterile. And so whatever happens in the petri dish, how it multiplies and grows, it's because viruses are scrubber outers, like parasites and bacteria, like they feed on toxins to remove them. But if you put them in a sterile environment, they're going to multiply because they're going to try to clean all that up. Well, our body isn't sterile. That's number one. Number two, they are, you know, they're changing and they're adapting to the environment every nanosecond. So whatever it was that they called, you know, the Rona or whatever, whatever name they put on it, one, two, three, name, two, three, Mm -hmm. four, that changes every nanosecond. So the fact that they are, I want to know how it is that like, they can't prove that there's any death based on that. Also, I think it's very interesting. You know, my daughter died because she was medically murdered and she was vaccine murdered and So we're not anti-vaxxers. I was the one who did a really good job with the jabs. I did everything I was supposed to do and our daughters did. So let's just start with that. But I'm not like, you know, here for vengeance or anything like that. I've just been working to help people understand why you don't need to walk in lies if we know what the truth is. I didn't know that the viruses were dead, you know, and y'all should just. Look that up, because if you would find out like you don't need to believe me, you know, because this is fake news, whatever this is that we're doing, you know, you should go look it up, look it up and tell me that I'm wrong. Like y'all tell me that I'm wrong about everything. I know I messed up and said India was bigger than Texas or smaller than Texas or whatever <laughs> I said. You know, I mean, I was talking. It was
0: inconsequential that one. I got a lot of emails about it, by the way. I got.
2: Lord, let me tell y'all, I am sorry, (laughs) but what I know. It's really important. Okay. Okay. All right. If you guys want to be so freaking literal, go look it up. Now, I'm just gonna say, look it up. And what I meant by that is that the landmass that is most physically, um, you know, occupied. I'm
0: just gonna say that you heard the fact in the 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 state. That was in the fact was Alaska and you transposed it. Cause if you, if you check that shit out, it checks out and everything you said was valid if we switched to Alaska and just
2: people think we're you the, the biggest
0: state down here in Texas and we're not. Alaska's bigger, called as shit up there, but we are smaller.
2: Right. Well, right? you know, a lot of India is the Himalayas and there's no people there, not <laughs> as, as, as densely populated as everywhere else.
0: So, now you can have to, now you have people telling you you pronounce the mountains wrong, and now I'm going to love that one. I'm going to I'm going to bring one of those people on in the future and let you explain it to them. <laughs> uh huh.
2: I mean, I and, can tell them in Hindi or in English, whichever way it makes better sense to them. Anyway, I
0: have a I have a viral theory um, yeah. that I'd be interested in hearing what you take on. I agree that viruses are not alive because they cannot exist without a host. I I, I don't know if I would use the term dead. I think. Even modern science, when you can get it, to be honest, which is getting harder and harder, basically says we don't really understand this thing. It's it's not alive, but it's it's got properties of life. We don't really understand it. And when I look at at what a virus does, I ask myself, what does it actually do for the environment, for the ecosystem, for life in general? What's its purpose? And I know this is going to sound weird, but I can actually group every other thing that lives or seems to live into three categories. Everything that we have on this planet serves a function as either a, a, a predator, a prey item, or a decomposer. Everything that even approaches life, even if it's not really alive, if it's sort of like a pseudo virus, it does one of those three things. Viruses do none of those things. They don't eat anything. So they're not they're not a predator. Nothing eats a virus. Your your antibodies maybe destroy a virus, but they don't even really destroy the virus. They destroy the cell that the virus is inside of. So they don't provide food out.
2: They sweep it out. Yeah, they
0: don't fight. They don't provide food for anything. So they're not prey. And some things can be both predator and prey. And they're not a decomposer. When you look at a log and it rots to the ground, that's a combination of fungi and bacterium that do that process. So you have this thing that's sort of like a pseudo life form, mm-hmm. but it has no purpose. Now, I don't believe that anything in our universe exists without a purpose. When I, and it turned, I threw this out one day, like right at the beginning of coronavirus crap. There we are. We're banned. Anyway, um, Today, when this all started, I threw this idea out. It was just like a brainstorm idea. And Doc Bones from my expert panel reached out. He's like, no, this is totally cutting edge research that shows what you're going to say is right. And what my theory was that viruses actually exist to transmit information between living beings. That's their actual purpose. They're like when you take a USB drive and stick it in one computer, pull it out and stick it in another computer. They're an evolutionary that's their actual function. They are evolutionaries. We actually have to create a new category
2: uh-huh.
0: of thing to describe the purpose of a virus. And with your background, Nathan, I'd love to hear what you think about that. Cause I, I'm not saying it's, I, I it's agree with you. What,
2: what, what this is what I think, okay? My hypothesis. the way I understand viruses is that, you know, we're constantly being showered with energy from the universe. And I believe that we are adaptive beings and that we're adapting, and the viruses are updates. And I believe that we receive the viruses and then we get tired. Because our bo- our systems need to update with this infinite intelligence.
0: Reboot.
2: And so, yeah, like a re- reboot. And I believe that we are weakened and we rest or we should be resting. And then if we don't, if we try to, you know, if, if our system is overwhelmed because we are out of balance, because we are not, um, operating it, you know, with correct n- nutrition or we are otherwise, you know, weak because, you know, at the end of the day, I believe that we are still. I mean, there's there's still that whole um, survival of the fittest aspect that people just don't want to believe. They they think that we do not like have to operate and honor these laws of the universe. It's a law of nature. And so um, if we're not strong enough, then that virus might overwhelm us. And it might, you know, we might just not be able to handle that update.
0: Which would be information transfer.
2: Correct. I agree with you. I mean, I really think that it's updating us and preparing us for whatever's next, you know. This a- is an expanding universe.
1: Zach Bush, MD, who's a total badass, he does a lot of work when it comes to, uh, soil health and the, and the connection between the microbiome and soil and our gut microbiome. Mm-hmm. And he promotes that exact same theory that the viruses are updates, genetic updates, and specifically what he believes the COVID doing today the there, everybody. Specifically what he believes this virus is for is he, he noticed that it really spread immensely in areas that have really high pollution, like mm-hmm. Wuhan, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. certain areas in Italy, for example, early on. And his theory is that the update that this virus is providing is to enable humans to be able to um, deal with and manage pollution better. Um, and I think it makes good sense, too. There wouldn't be human beings without viruses. There's this uh, this essay that Zach wrote and uh, Deepak Chopra, love him or hate him. And he says viruses have long dispersed their vital genetic information the planet via air and water currents. The messages they carry are picked up by many species, including us. Each individual takes up a viral load on the basis of its own stress levels. For many people, there are no clinical signs or symptoms of acute illness as cells of various organ systems, integrate or reject the new genetic data, while for others, the viral stress signal can call up an immune response from cell populations. Life adapts, and we humans are made more resilient by the encounter. That is how viral communication has worked for billions of years, and the latest findings have revealed that our own genome was built by genetic data from bacteria, fungi, and other multicellular species. In concert, they created the profound complexity and resilience of human biology. Contrast that with what you see on the media, freak out, panic, stay inside, wash your hands with alcohol. It's like, it's actually a a positive. It's a natural thing. It's not even a negative or a positive, but it Mm -hmm. can have positive benefits, especially if you tend to be a healthy person with a gut microbiome, an immune system that can deal with the stress that may come to your cells when you come into contact with the virus.
0: Yeah. So that sounds very data transfer you know, evolutionary thing. thing Like, how does, how does a red, uh, I'm not patting myself on the back because I I really was, I pulled that out of my ass. And so my question is, how does, how does a redneck hippie duck farmer pull that out of his ass and then have that validity to it?
2: Uh Because he he came to me
0: in a virus.
2: Well, you're standing, you're sitting out there immersed in and observing nature. So, I mean, I don't think there's anybody who isn't a hunter or who isn't um, immersed in the woods or, you know, who spent a lot of time outside who can agree that, you know, this is absolute like absolute lies. And it's just one more assault against nature. The whole problem is that at this red hot minute, what they're trying to do is to use uh, our fear of nature. Like, you know, think about it, y'all. They started with something simple like butter. First, they framed butter. Okay, let's see how these people take it if we frame butter. Oh, they actually gave it up. Oh my goodness, they gave it up so easy. They gave it up so easy. And they
0: accepted margarine, which is <laughs> right. a plastic, they frickin- this
2: plastic goo that doesn't <laughs> melt. Oh, that's there's Look out. That's so funny. Like, look at what they did. Okay. And or probably even before that, actually, because they made milk, raw milk, illegal first. So that was number one. And then, you know, it's a dangerous substance, raw milk. Then they did butter. Then the next one they attacked was eggs. Okay. Eggs, the perfect food. This egg is going to kill you. OK, and, and and it has cholesterol, cholesterol, the thing that your whole brain is made out of. OK, so that's going to kill you. And then the next thing they did now, they're trying to come after red meat. Oh, well, fat was before that. Fat was framed. Fat was framed. And it's funny because our cells are only made of fat. And also, I think it's hilarious. My body has no chlorophyll running through it. I don't need a, I don't need to eat a plant for any reason whatsoever. I need to eat fat. Because all of my cells are made of fat and I'm an animal and I need animal cells. I don't need any plant proteins. I need animal fat and animal animals. I need animals.
0: So we have to get some animals (laughs) for Neethe. But I think there's some, there's some real validity there. Like when you're talking about, you, you know, do we need animals or plants or whatever? We can debate that. But if I take a person and I 100% deny them fat, it is a medically established fact, they will die. If I take a person and I deny them protein, 100% deny them protein is a medically established fact, they will die. If I take a person and deny them carbohydrates, 100% deny them carbohydrates, literally nothing bad will happen. You can we can debate whether it's really good or bad what happens. I personally feel like having lost eighty five fucking pounds at this point. It's a pretty good thing, but we can debate it. But you but I can tell you that I'm not a hundred percent carnivore like like you are, but I know people who are that eat one meal a day, carnivore only, all they eat had a face ever, and they've been doing it for years and they're not dead. And if you take away fat or protein, they'll die. I know we've diverged a little bit, but that totally justifies what you just said. You need animals.
2: And, sure. and, and, and I'm not trying to argue or convince anybody of anything at all. Like, I don't care what you do. It's your, your body, your choice, but um, everybody who's on carbs as Jack just demonstrated as, as we were on carbs. I was on, I was on high carbs because I'm Indian. I was super vegetarian. Practically. I wasn't all the way vegetarian ever, but I was definitely mostly vegetarian and I was definitely a weedaholic and on a lot of sugar and rice and vegetables like loads. And I know I don't hate vegetables. I know how to cook, too. I could cook some vegetables and you would just be like, oh, my goodness, please cook me more vegetables. So. I, you know, I never hated them. I ate every vegetable too. There was no vegetable that I was afraid of or wouldn't eat or try or whatever. But what I know is that vegetables give me bone pain and a steak doesn't. So I'll take a steak. Thank you very much. And I also was just only becoming stronger. And I think that it's evidence, you know, all the people right now that are terrified of the anything that they say, Right now, are the people who are on cake. If you're eating cake, you're you're, terrified. You you know, if you eat cake and ice cream every day, you definitely are worried and you should be because you're like, I
0: make special brownies. What's wrong with cake?
2: Brownies, cake, whatever. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) you know, when they said let them eat cake, do you guys not understand what that was about? John, you must have some research right there at the fingertips, at your fingertips.
1: About cake? No. I, I know
0: that I don't cake. like sugar. You're I so you're make. so razzed up you missed the special brownies joke. I got the special brownies joke. I know you did. She did. Oh. <laughs> I was channeling seventies show there for a moment. Yeah. Oh, that's a classic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> a hey, classic.
0: there's this car, man, and it runs on water. Anyway, like pulling, uh, yeah. back, pulling back to the to the uh the jab, right? The We're gonna. We're going to have to just start saying the words because people, people that are tuning into this for the first time, especially like on iTunes or something like, what is wrong with these people? They must be eating special brownies. Not yet. <laughs> anyway, um, this, this, uh, this research that was done and this kind of, this disturbs me about this, this virus in spite of everything we've said. Because if you have a virus that is a natural response to something in humanity, then that's one thing. And I think we can end up with really virulent strains of things that can decimate a lot of society because we do stupid things like keep people alive that don't belong alive long for too long. Like we, we basically protect the weak and we encourage weak behavior, then protect the response to the weak or the, uh, the, the, uh, the consequences of the weak behavior, right? And so eventually, nurture, nature will say, "Well, this needs to be cleaned out." This is anybody that farms. You see this in your plants. Like you don't yeah. take care of the soil, eventually something wipes out your crop. However, just pulling the gaggle here, and and you guys that are listening to us on uh, YouTube for as long as we're there can uh, put in one for I I think it was a lab escape, and two I think it was naturally naturally uh, occurring. Who here thinks that the virus at least escaped from a lab in the the gaggle? Minimum escape from a lab versus naturally occurring. I
1: think, Ooh, I
0: think made it made it happen. I, I, think I didn't say means- that it... We're not there yet. Came from a lab or didn't come from a lab, yes or no? Lab. Okay, lab. so all three say lab. Now, who thinks that they did something to it before it escaped? It wasn't like they went and got it from a bat, they farted around with it, and then it got out, but they actually... Engineered it at some level and changed it at some level. Yes or no? Up for yes, down for no. Okay.
1: It's with HIV.
0: Right? It's yes. Okay. Totally.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: So when they take a virus it and they unnaturally play. mutate it, I think it can break our formula. Does mm-hmm. that make sense?
1: Yeah, it throws things out. of what balance. Do you,
0: what do you mean break our formula? What is that? Well mean? our formula is like viruses are completely natural things that happen and if somebody dies from one it's sad and we should try to we should try to help them, but it is a um. naturally occurring thing in humanity and in like life itself, viruses um. play a role. When you screw with it, when yeah. you take here's when you here's make it into margarine here made
2: it into margarine.
0: Okay. Right. Yes, exactly. That's like, so what I'm saying. is So if it's from HIV, and I think there's pretty good evidence that that might be the case, there's Maybe. a possibility that effing virus was engineered in the first place. <laughs> so you take an existing a engineered possibility. virus
2: a possibility, you use it
0: to modify a new virus. Because so I've read some work by some doctors that initially when this thing came out was like, oh, this is a doomsday virus. They were like freaking out like this is going to like, and they're like on our side now. That's what the kind of doctors I'm talking about, and mm-hmm. what what they're saying now is what we discounted and we shouldn't have was T cell immunity, because without T cell immunity, this was SARS one on steroids for the planet. Well, but what happened was the T cell immunity, immunity stepped in because what they're saying is the hell with the spike protein. Mm. It is that okay that allows the attachment, but what COVID SARS two is is a stealth virus. Mm. Your normal initial immunoresponse does not see it. And the, that doesn't make any sense that you get a, a, a natural virus in the wild that makes that big of a leap that fast and goes from your body, no matter what your body sees it, it's almost like it's like a stealth fighter. Like it comes into the body and your immune system like like, eh, everything's okay. Mm. And so for that reason alone, I feel like this was engineered. I feel like we got lucky. And I I don't know that, like, I know John is a made it happen. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But I think the evidence that they took something, they unnaturally engineered it, and Mm. one way or another it got out is, if it's not overwhelming, I, I would like a theory that is more plausible.
1: Even the mainstream media is coming on board with it now, which causes – what's like, why are they now revealing it? And They gave it up it so obvious? fast, didn't they? Maybe they had to do damage control. What's interesting, too, is that Fauci was around for the response to HIV and killed a lot of people with some mm-hmm. of the early medicines for that. And now here we have Fauci once again. I got this great shirt that has Fauci's picture and it says disobey.
0: <laughs> I was wearing it
1: yesterday and getting a lot of smiles and some conversations. I thought that was cool. But, yeah, Fauci, this guy's obviously, I mean, a good descriptor is deep state actor. I prefer shadow government to deep state, but it just. I, I prefer turd that won't flush. That's right. Turd muffin. You were saying, <laughs> you were saying <laughs> that had one. sex with the bat or whatever. I was yeah. thinking Fauci had sex with Bill Gates, and that's how we got this thing. But I think Neithi's right. There's um. There is a conspiracy and a most most significant portion of it is just due to greed and maximizing profits. Mm -hmm. But then there's this sinister portion of it, which I think more so than wanting profit, because like you said, many of these people are billionaires and trillionaires. They want to control populations. And the reason why the made it happen thing seems more plausible to me is because we have this whole great reset agenda. This technocracy, surveillance state, Mm -hmm. unity passport, uh, digital identity certificates that was already waiting in the wings, already slowly and subtly being rolled out. But just like 9-11, they needed a big crisis or a cataclysmic and catastrophic event like a new 9-11, like was said a year before 9-11 in the Project for New American Century document. They needed that. Like Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste. And it just when you've studied this agenda and the aims of these conspirators for 20 freaking years and then this comes along, it's just textbook how perfect it's all been laid out piece by piece. And then when you see and you're a part of the society and culture to see how brainwashed people are and just sometimes I just I'm just like in awe of how much this conspirators are just kicking ass like wow they are fucking just plowing forward with their agenda kudos to them for the success of their plan like like, holy shit
2: it's so beautifully planned but you know okay i think you might have just like blew a bunch of people's minds but i think that you know to help people to help people digest what john just said it is you know goes like you can go back and Find evidence of these things, just like you can start with the flexner report that we talked about, because that's that's a legit thing. Okay, you can find it. You can also find the uh, fact that you know I don't know that people forty. Ivan under might even know that money used to be backed by gold. Used to be that, you know, people used to rob a bank not to steal the dollars, but to steal the gold because the gold that was backing the paper was in the bank. Nobody was robbing the bank for paper. They were robbing the bank to get the gold. Well, now there's no, none of that going on. And a lot of young people have no idea that that was ever a thing. And now what's backing our dollar? What's backing our dollar? So this is an economic thing that's going on. Like everybody's like, what is their motivation? What's the motivation behind all of this? Well, the motivation is that our birth certificates that we never had ever in America before. That's another thing. A lot of these young people have no idea that our birth certificates didn't exist like everybody's births and deaths were recorded in your home bible or something of that nature um or somewhere in your house or carved into a piece of wood or in a tree or something but there was no actual certificate there was no paper no license no permission that was assigned to a person and now you're like, you supposedly don't exist if you don't have this permission to have been, been born or something. But what is that for? What is this for, guys? It's not to keep things organized. I think people think that that is to keep it organized. And what I find interesting that people might not know is that all the countries didn't really have that before. My mom was born. Nobody had a birth certificate for her. She didn't, she's never had a birth certificate. Okay. And she, so. Like in India, they didn't have a birth certificate. She didn't even have a name until she went to school because they just called her whatever they felt like around the house. It was just some love name in the house. So um, what I'm getting to is that our dollar was backed by birth certificates. So now, you know, you might realize that we're probably slaves also by choice, also because we went and got the birth certificate also because we choose it just like we're choosing to participate in this lie or not. Like people are jumping to the gun to run out there and do whatever. Cause they're like, I just want to be able to travel. I just don't want these people to give me a hard time. Well, you know, are we getting to, are we getting to the nitty gritty part? Are we going to talk about all the other part? Are we doing it?
0: <laughs> this point, I don't know what nitty gritty means.
2: <laughs> so, you know, what is the largest commodity in the world? John Jack.
0: It depends on how you mean what you're What's asking. the
2: largest commodity in the world for these, these, these people that are so sinister.
0: Well, Labor. If, if, if you, yeah. well, it's, it's humans. It's, it's human beings. Human it's, capital. it's, it was very well spelled out in the matrix. You are a battery <laughs> and you, you perform a function for a time and then you're expelled. That's,
2: you can call it a battery, call it slave, call it whatever you want. You are the collateral on which the dollar is backed currently.
0: Well, the reason I say that it's dependent on how you ask the question is if you're asking the question relative to the people you're talking about, that's the answer. If you're asking the question, what is the greatest commodity in the world? As a truth,
2: mm-hmm. it is
0: the exchange of information between beings. Mm. Right. It is, it, it, so it's very important that you, when we ask a question like that, that we're clear about. Is are we asking for the ultimate truth of that question or are we asking for how that is perceived by a group of individuals? Right. Because I would I would convey to you that there is nothing more valuable in the world for humans anyway than the conveyance of information between same. because everything that we have, everything that we've evolved, everything that we've built is is dependent upon the exchange of information. Even all commerce itself is dependent upon first the conveyance of information between individuals, which is why the first thing attacked
1: is the freedom of speech. Which is why blockchain is so badass because we yeah. can put that in a decent fight. We can flight circumvent
0: flight. controls, right? Yeah.
1: I'm familiar with the theory or truth fact that, that you brought up neethi And there's an element like in 1933, apparently the United States government declared bankruptcy and was put into receivership and, In order to get bailed out by foreign central banks, foreign powers, mainly the Bank of England, which is ironic because it's like, just like with India, there was a revolution to throw off the chains of the British Empire, but they left in its wake the central banking institution of the Anglo American establishment. And so it, it goes that in 1933, everyone started being put up as collateral, specifically the future. Income of all Americans, which is why we have the income tax, right? And a lot of chicanery happened in 1913 too, with the income tax, the dissolution or the 17th amendment, which took away a state's ability to choose U.S. senators, which really was a blow to federalism. And then of course, the, the Federal Reserve Act was passed. I had a friend. His name was Gary Conisberg. He was a We Are Change guy. Um, and he called a securities broker and asked to get the value of the number on the back of his birth certificate. And he recorded this conversation to show that it was legit. And the securities broker came back and said, they were like perplexed. They were like, yeah, it looks like there's a security for this birth certificate. It's worth like $4 million. So apparently these birth certificate identity and a lot of there's a lot of patriot stuff we we're going to talk about. We were going to do a show on the whole patriot mythology, as some people call it, and the whole straw man and um, and all this stuff. But there's this thing where it's your your corporate person, right? You have the flesh person, flesh and blood, which is me, my body. And then you have this corporate representation of that person. And the, the crazy thing. It all ties together with this great reset, right? You said human beings and slaves. There's this new phenomenon, which I guess isn't a new phenomenon. Now they're just adding technology where they have these human capital bond markets where hedge funds, billionaires, uh, trillionaires and technocrats are placing long and short bets, put options on whether or not human beings are going to fulfill certain. Obligations or fulfill certain industries or create certain outcomes. It's called pay for success. It's called impact investing. There's this woman named Allison McDowell who's kind of a hater for me and my buddy Derek Bros. And because we're all into cryptocurrency, she thinks cryptocurrency is the devil, but she has great research when it comes to this aspect of the great reset and this human capital bonds. And so it's always been like a Chattel kind of program or Stefan Molyneux. I'm not a big fan of his now because he kind of went hardcore right wing, but he does have some good material and he talked about like a human plantation uh, where we're all just we're on this cattle plantation and we're being used and manipulated for the benefit of the ruling class. And now that is coming to its like full evolution or fruition through all of this technology that we have tracking, tracing, everything. And data is a big part of it, too.
0: Mm. So. What?
2: Really a lot. Yeah. I, I, I want to, can I um take this one question from our, yeah, go ahead. Audience? So, uh, Deborah O'Neill is saying, how can you trust a doctor that went through virology classes and still got on this bandwagon? So, Deborah, first of all, he is trained or she, the doctor is trained based on, um, the standard of care, which was established with this, um, the, the, um, my mind went just totally blank.
1: Flexner report.
2: Yeah. The flexor report.
1: <laughs> <laughs> gotcha.
2: I ironed it all out in the, the flexor report is a, a, like a encyclopedia. Okay, just look it up. It's gigantor. And they, what they said was that, you know, they wanted to create the standard of care because, you know, Americans are so amazing and we're, we just need to be protected. And, you know, we need to be, you know, have the best of the best. And, and that was how they sold this thing to the Congress that, you know, this standard of care is going to be the best of the best for us. And, you know, um, I mean, it was sold like, you know, this, We just want to serve you. Well, you know, nobody loves you more than you do. That's all I have to say about that. But the doctors, I'm not even saying that the people, the doctors are the bad guys. I think the institutions that we created have um, been corrupted and that, you know, if you're not aware of that, then you should be aware of that. That's all. I mean, that was our
1: training. corrupted from the get-go the whole time it's all been about managing people and controlling resources. Right.
0: Well, think uh, I, I think that we are also in a new time and space for doctors. Doctors have always been kind of headstrong with, I have to listen to the studies. I have to listen to the medicine and all. But until this, this shit went down, doctors were pretty good about going, yeah, I don't know what to do, but this is safe and it might work. So here, try it. Like, you know, that, that was common. And I remember things like, when we didn't have insurance, a doctor saying, well, we're going to run this test to see if you have this problem. And that's what's causing this. And and I remember my wife who was a nurse saying things like, OK, so if it was positive, what would you do? Well, we would prescribe this medication and it would be a very short term thing. And she'd say, so if you take this medication and there's nothing wrong with you, will anything bad happen? And the doctor would say no. And she'd say, well, then why don't we just give give him the medication and see if that caught that and use it as a diagnostic since it's not anything with a lot of side effects or bad results. And doctors did shit like this all the time. Today, if you prescribe ivermectin to somebody that has COVID, uh, you are you are Satan's spawn. And so I don't, and I'm going to tell you right now, there are doctors across this country right now prescribing the shit out of ivermectin for their high-risk patients who have COVID. And you know what they will say about it publicly? Not a fucking thing. Because they are terrified. Yeah. Imagine if you were making, John, let's say you were making about $450,000 a year. You had a pretty good life. But you you weren't you or me where we just do whatever the fuck we want and we don't care what they do. You had a little piece of paper like this LaCroix can. And if somebody could reach in and take that away from you, all your fucking money has gone. Yeah. That's what's happening. That's why these doctors are silent. They are not stupid. They they, they, started out stupid. They, did talk- they started out stupid, they started out ignorant, they didn't know any better, this was yeah. new, they figured this out, they will not speak about this, and, and if you, you're like, well, they should, look at what happens to any of them that do, they are destroyed, this this Byron Brindle, this guy was like, three weeks ago, his life was perfect, I reached out to, to email him, and he said, they're destroying my life, I can't say another word, yeah. I have a direct email I got back from him that I read on the air this week, like basically saying, "No more, no moss. Like I'm being targeted at work. I'm being attacked. It's not that you can't trust the doctors. The doctors can't speak at this point. If you'll notice, all the doctors that are speaking loudly are retired. Yeah, they're not using their license. They're like, yeah,
2: they figured out a a a way way to
0: get out. You have your license, but you don't use it anymore. We'll take your license away here, fucker. Take it, like. They don't right. care, and they're the only ones being honest. Even the former head of the CDC is now being honest about the lab leak theory. Why? He doesn't work there anymore. He's fucking retired. He doesn't care. He has nothing to lose. Right.
2: Except he's- for his life. I mean, you know, they've murdered a lot of these people too. So
0: he's like eighty-six. So <laughs> I
2: mean. right. He probably doesn't care. I He'll mean,
0: lose.
2: I think it's like all of us, though. We, we, you know, we're not afraid to stand up for what's correct and say what has to be said. I mean, you know, but yeah, they're, they're all targets.
1: One hope that I, one strategy, right. It's a solutions podcast. So yeah, there is this, there's this disincentive that is put in place and it's kind of like Janice Joplin freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Well, the more that you have to lose, the more risk averse you're going to be. So, one, to get back to agorism, right? Agorist Solutions podcast, one way out of this, which will take time, and we all ought to be patient in building a better world because it takes generations. And this has been a, uh, there's a specific conspiracy in place, this Anglo American establishment, Rhodes Secret Society Roundtable groups that's been going on for 100 plus years. Um, It's going to take time to unwind it. But the hope can lie in creating massive agoras or networks of like-minded individuals such that we can supply enough value and business to professionals so that they can be themselves and we can give them enough business to where they can provide for their family. And so I'm hoping that we reach a situation where there's two different groups in society. Yeah. There's the masses, those that go along to get along. And then there's the remnant, the radicals, the network, the, the agorists. And we have doctors, we have medical facilities. Yeah. We don't have licensing. We have reputation systems and we have understandings and, and trade um, associations instead of, the FDA, for example, and we just go about our business and we speak truth to power and we live a life according to our own values and principles. And it's not such a far-fetched thing. I mean, think about it on a smaller scale. You have a business that is vocally anti-mask, and if there's enough people in a given area, maybe they'll even earn business and earn revenue, right? right? And so the hope that we can have is to, to be present, to be loud and proud, to organize ourselves. To first do business with people within our community, Mm -hmm. and that is kind of like the predecessor. It's like a chicken and an egg scenario. When we can demonstrate that we have enough financial value, that we have enough support for one another, enough resiliency within our cadres, then it'll just create this cascading effect where people are like, okay, well, you know what? Screw these people. I'm going to go do business with these people because I can be myself and I can truly live a life that is in line with my values. That's what I'm aiming for. That's
2: what we did with the food church. I mean, my food church was that. It was the, you know, like if this is the circle, like the hoops that are broken, the natural hoops of nature, because all of us are intertwined in this hoop. So, you know, some people are trying to do litigation and whatever for food freedom. And I just was creating another, blazing another path. Like this is the solution. And at some point we're going to all just meet, you know, somewhere in the middle. But yeah, you know, Everybody right now who wants to go along to get along is going to be dead. And the remnants are all that will survive. This is the next great human extinction. I
0: wish you were right, but they're not all going to be dead.
2: Well, if they would all be
0: dead, they would be out of the way and there wouldn't be a remnant. We would just be us. I just right, like, don't
2: know. I just don't know that you know you're going to survive when you're pushing against nature so hard, and that's what they're doing. They're they're interfering. You cannot continue to you know people are all already so sick, Jack. Like I mean, that's who I'm talking. Oh, they're to. sick.
0: I don't disagree with you, but I think this idea of like mass extinction to the point is there of there's none of them left is a fantasy, and we don't need to engage in fantasy. Well, I don't
2: I, think I they're going to i all-
0: be okay with it, like, <laughs> but. I, I really, yeah. But, I mean, you're right that we're sick. If you want to weep for humanity, right. go to a Walmart on the 1st or the 15th. And yeah. don't do anything except slowly walk around and look at people.
2: Yeah,
0: And, I mean, because I've occasionally, by some happenstance, ended up in a store like a Walmart around one of the government paydays. And you see it all the time, but it's just magnified at that point. And mm-hmm. you just look and go. Oh, my God. Like there are people that like you look at their skin and you feel like if I walked up to this person and I took my finger and I touched their arm, when I pulled my finger away, it would like stick because they're like sticky. <laughs> like, they, like they have like like you're like, what is that? Like and they're just their face is just hanging. And even when they're smiling, they look unhappy. And it's I don't I'm not picking on people. I'm making an observation of nature that this is what we've done to humanity. And I guarantee you, people did. When we first came to the North American continent as set, you know, as settlers, and I, when I say we, I mean people that are here now. My family didn't get here till damn right before Holodorma because we escaped Ukraine. Um, but when we came here as a society and you looked at the Native American populations, there wasn't a single person looked like that. They, there was nobody... In that population that looked that way yet, you know, it wasn't, but a a, a few years later, they had mass die-offs and it was from our diseases we brought to them.
2: Well, they're civilized to death, Jack. That's the problem. Okay. They're, they're emaciated and they're, you know, diminished Because between the brainwashing and the constant diminishment in the prison schools or whatever, you know, like they're constantly every every moment they're diminished. And we're not here to diminish anybody out there. I mean, I know you're that's not what you desire. Like, I think the goal of this is for us to provide solutions for people to realize and know that you're choosing whatever it is that you want. And if you, you know, like you can choose in every moment, even right now and then right now again, and you can't really get it wrong. Like if you just decide I'm not going to be, you know, waiting for someone to save me anymore or I just, you know, want to do one thing. Like, I mean, like me and Nicole's always saying, just do do something, do something. We did a whole episode last time. Just just get just do it. Do anything. Take a step, um, walk in a direction so I, do I think they're all going to die off? No, but I mean, most people are just dying anyway. I mean, all the ones just now that they're like saying is, or, you know, just, if you believe it, you are going to die. And if you don't believe it, then you're going to live. So, you know, if you believe it, it's real. If you believe it, it's true. But, you know, I'm, I'm not worried and you shouldn't be either. And we're here to tell you that the well-being is everywhere.
1: Nice. I think another, another hope, and this is also in the New Libertarian Manifesto, is that when we have the statist society here and then we have the agorists doing cool stuff, building cool homes, growing our own food, and you know, there's a lot of agorists that aren't into the health, but I think one thing that we all present is this holistic approach to the good life, to the free life. It's not just political freedom or financial independence. It's health freedom, too. Right. And so if we can live our lives and be public and vocal, right, I'm finding more success. So I hope I have. I think I have more more to lose. But the more vocal I am and consistent and pure, the more success that I have. So there's this great multiplier effect if you're in this niche that we're in, which is cool. But we'd we be vocal. We'd be happy. We'd be present. Like we went to Jackson to this workshop in the at the during the epicenter of the freaking pandemic. And I've changed my Facebook picture to us all there. Like everyone's drinking a beer and there's like oh, six that picture people, right? And it's like, I wanted to show people like, hey, everybody, you can have this too. Look how much fun we're having, community we're having, you know? So I think leading by example is important for us to be healthy, to be glowing, to not be in and out of the doctor's office, to not be hooked on all sorts of pharmaceuticals, to be healing ourselves naturally, and to talk about it and be public about it that then people can start to be like, what's up with those guys? Like, I want what they want. What are they on? What what's their stuff like? Right. And then we could bring them in to the fray and help them along. And I think it's important to be patient and compassionate with people. Um, I have this Android auto program on my in my car. And so it links my phone up to the car and I don't watch. I don't have cable TV. I don't watch the news, although every once in a while I'll check out news clips on YouTube. And but I mostly get news and I'm I'm like, hey, you want to listen to propaganda when my girlfriend's in the car with me? Uh, It's audio news. Right. And if you watch news, then I hope that it helps to understand where people are coming from, because this has just been pounded and inculcated into people's minds nonstop. And it's like sophisticated propaganda. Actually, some of it's totally blatant. But when people don't Mm -hmm. know to question things they're and they're just soaking it all up. If they believe everything out of Fauci's mouth or out of the talking head's mouths, then it's understandable why they're freaked the F out. So I think it's important to have patience. And I think this whole thing that came out, which may or may not be true, I don't know about the the tox jab thing shedding, right? And there was this whole flurry and fear that was within the conspiracy community and, and our communities where it's like, I don't even want to – I can't be around them. And I started – I started getting messages from people in the Freedom Cell community. And they're like, is there anything that we can do to make sure that the freedom our Freedom Cell groups don't have people that took the thing? And then there was other people that were like, Hey, I had to take the thing because I'm a an assistant at a dentist office and there's people in my group that are being really rude and disrespectful to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed there was this phenomenon where the folks that are buying all the propaganda don't want to be around the anti-maskers or the folks that aren't doing the thing. And then the, now, all of a sudden, the folks that aren't doing the thing don't want to be around the people that did the thing. And I wanted everyone to just pause and just be like, you know, first of all, it's going to be logistically very difficult to avoid 40 to 50 percent of the U.S. population. Second of all, chances are you have people in your family, people that you're close to that have done the thing. And it's all about like, what do you want to choose? Do you want to go try to hide in a hole somewhere and not be around the people that you love or the general public? Or do you want to just go and mix it up? And at the end of the day, like, I'm not a big Christian, but a lot of people say if it's, God, if it's God's plan, like whatever's going to happen, happen. It all comes back to just being as healthy as possible in case the damn thing is shedding. Let's be as healthy as possible. So our body's like, no, we're not going to do that. If we're you going to-
0: weren't afraid of the virus that has the spike protein, why are you afraid of somebody that has the spike protein? Yeah. Damn.
2: I mean, okay, right, so like they're probably being tracked or something. And so I get a little bit of it, but also you have to, you know, we're about your body, your choice at the end of the day. If if you're actually, you know, speaking agoristic, like, you know, as a as an agorist, then it's live and let live. Right. Cool. So, so then, you know, you can't, you, you need to decide, um, you know, where you stand with all of that. And, you know, I, I, I think that um, right now, um, I, you know, you could just choose, you might be a little bit more conservative in the way that you allow your kids to participate in things. I can see that. Um, because, you know, um, everybody's not equipped to be able to help them navigate this as gracefully as John's describing. Like what he's saying is, you know, we all need to have grace and we need to give people the love that they deserve. And, um, and I agree 100% with that. But I do think that, you know, if you are concerned about any, I mean, I know I'm holding my children closer and, and, and being more intentional and because they're not old enough to be as deliberate and intentional as, as we are. And because, um, we're watching some of our family members making decisions that are completely programmed and not the way forth. So, yeah, I can see how they would prefer John to kind of just push him away or, you know, eliminate relationships with all of those people. But I, I don't, I'm not ready to give up my whole family for
0: sure. You know, Well, I think what we're seeing is a very unnatural behavior.
2: Yeah. So, because It's um, all unnatural because what's happening is unnatural.
0: When we get, when we get this episode published as an audio podcast and it goes out in the syndication services assuming we don't get the platform for this. Um, we usually can include some links, and I'll make sure when Nicole does the post for it, one of the links we include is to the Dark Horse podcast about this vaccine with these two very intelligent doctors. And I'll warn you, if you think John and neethi and I, and when when they're here, you know, Xavier and Nicole and all, we talk over each other. These guys, they all agree, and they talk over each other more than any group I've ever heard. But they're very deliberate. And they're very on point. And one of the doctors in this ran kind of like an experiment. He went and he made a posting in social media and said, and he gave like five levels of this. Do you think the virus escaped from a lab? Probably escaped from a lab. I don't know. Probably didn't escape from a lab. Definitely didn't escape from a lab. In a normal society, when you poll thousands of people, not ultra informed people such as ourselves or whatever, you would expect that you would get a bell curve, that most of the people would gravitate toward the middle. Even I would say, most likely escape from a lab. I, I'm agnostic on that. I know I don't know, but all the evidence points that that's most likely. But I don't, I know I don't have proof. I have empirical evidence, I have circumstantial evidence, I have common fucking sense but I'm not going to immediately gravitate to the extreme, right? Everybody answered one of the extremes. There wasn't a single freaking person wow. that said most likely on either side or I don't know. Mm. Now, this is, this is not common in our society as much as we think we're polarized. Like something this big that's affected this many people for this long, you generally get the bell curve toward the center. We've been perfectly polarized, and, and with what John was saying there about having some grace with people, we need to be careful because just because you're like, I don't believe you, doesn't mean you're not part of their plan. If your immediate reaction is 100% to every conspiracy is true, 100% all the way, I've never met a conspiracy theory that I don't want to hug and hump, then you are as much marching the beast forward as the people that believe everything that they hear. Mm-hmm. This is the way you manipulate a society. You bifurcate it. What they don't want is people that can actually go, I believe this. I don't believe that. That is their greatest fear because that leads to what we're doing right here. We don't agree 100%, but we're going to have a logical, reasonable conversation with each other, and (coughs) we're going to get to the most likely truth as a consensus over time. And that is if you look at what they have shut down more than anything else – more than shutting down your ability to travel freely, more than shutting down your ability to walk around without something over your face, because we had a mass mandate. I know John was like me. How often did you go places that said must wear a mask and you didn't wear a mask? How often, John?
1: Almost all that I wore it when I took my daughter to the doctor's office for an important procedure. Cause they'll throw you out. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I wore it like for things like that. I
0: wore it when I went on an airplane. Cause I'm not going to the freaking airport jail. I've been once airport jail sucks. Right, like if if I could do it without being immediately arrested or denied service, I didn't wear a mask. So I had the ability to do that. But what I did not have the ability to do with with anybody of any substance on the other side of the issue for me. I could do it with people that agree with me. We're doing it right now. We mostly agree. I could not get a single doctor or PhD, scientist, DSC, whatever, to debate hydroxychloroquine with me. I couldn't get a single person to do it. I offered I mean, their,
2: their every, livelihood is at stake. You know, Jack? think
0: about this. Think about it. I offered every could be retired. There's retired ones. I offered every advantage. I offered when I offered to do a live debate about the efficacy and safety of hydroxychloroquine. I offered that the person debating me would have two assistants. I stand alone. I get one page of handwritten notes. They get as much as they want. They can actively have their assistants researching while I could not because I didn't have anybody to do that for me. And they got 30 more minutes of time to spend as they chose between the agreed upon time of response and, 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 and initial response to the question and every question agreed upon before with a agreed upon third party moderator. And I got zero freaking people. I've never spent one day in college in my life, other than as a speaker. And I couldn't get a single person to have that debate. If you were confident in your position, hmm You would have had that debate to run away and hide from a redneck hippie duck farmer on that (laughs) debate shows you what they did. That was what they shut down. And that's what they still have shut down is open, honest, rigorous academic debate. And it is, it should be the thing that terror, like all this shit that we're scared of, that should terrify you more than anything else. If you can shut that down, The fact that we can all get together and commiserate is meaningless if we can't actually get our message to people by having the rigorous academic debate that's necessary. And that's what they've killed with this. That's what COVID killed. COVID didn't kill three million people worldwide or whatever number they make up. COVID killed academic, rigorous debate, and it succeeded at that. The divide and
2: conquer that they did with this moment. Is more powerful than all the other ones because I felt muzzled like that about the food conversation, um, Jack, for all these past 12 years. I mean, I can't have that conversation with most people because they are so diminished by the fact that they're carb addicts that they can't even have the conversation with me, you know, and, 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 and this is just like tenfold because now it's economic it's medical it's food it's family it's faith it's firearms it's everything like food <laughs> you know it's they they've hit it from every angle simultaneously and i've become a racist and a bigot in the midst of all of that which doesn't even seem
1: possible yeah if, by my an lunch
0: with trump you indian women you time. indian women you are the biggest bigots you're brown, but you're not quite brown enough, so you don't think they're after you, and therefore you're part of the white conspiracy. Even um, though you are we a white slaves- supremacist because you think that people should eat cows.
2: Even though we were slaves, even as recently as the
0: 40s. 40s. I Yeah, I know. Word, we were know.
2: slaves until 47 people, okay? So whatever.
0: Like. I, I don't know if anybody has a copy of Vin Armani speaking at it's like two or three years ago when I was there as well for Liberty Forum about Gandhi's march to the sea. But that should literally be played on every cable news channel on the planet. And what one person speaking the truth can do. And I mean that that's what I think of when you when you when you talk there. Like this idea that we silence people. Yeah, And by silencing them, we suppress the truth is the great lie that, like, in your words, Nithi, that people choose to believe. And that's why it works. It, lies are only effective when people choose to believe them because you inherently know a lie when you hear a lie. You inhi- inherently know a liar when they speak. Yeah. And we actually have people actively choose, not, not just, like, passively, subconsciously, they know better choosing a lie right now. I know this is a lie, but I'm going to choose to believe it because it's from my side. Huh. That is, cognitive
2: dissonance is so powerful. And that's the brainwashing. The cognitive dissonance.
0: If you went to the Rothschild, childs, right, if you went huh. to uh, all these people that control the world and said, if I can give you this, if I can get to the point where people will believe a lie, knowing a lie because their side chose it, what is it <laughs> worth you? And they would give you half their gold. But they don't have to. They don't yeah. have to because they already have it now. Yeah. It's and good.
2: everybody willingly everybody willingly gave up all their freedom. That's what they've done. They've willingly done it. And everybody's <laughs> willingly participating in this total lie and assault against nature.
0: I want to rewind right now about 25 minutes, I think, in my head uh, for John. I want to give John credit for something that he brought up uh, that probably got glossed over by most, pe- most people and totally forgotten by now, which is the 17th Amendment.
2: Mm.
0: And the 17th Amendment is one, as John pointed out, we went from our state legislatures, elected our senators and appointed them for six years. And now we independently elect our senators in a like a popular vote within the state. And people say, well, you know, first of all, maybe it should be that way. But also, I, I think most people would say it doesn't make that big of a difference. Anybody want to tell me right now how many Democrat and how many uh, Republican senators we have? Does anybody know? Do you all know? Good good on you if you don't know because that means you don't pay attention anymore.
2: I I have to. 52, 58, 48, 52,
0: something like that. 50 50. 50
1: 50. Oh, yeah. Making making
0: heels up Harris the deciding vote in a tie. Does anybody want to guess the minimum number of Republican senators we would have right now if we used the old system and you can't use the internet to guess? I did, wow. just to be sure I was right, but I, I would have been right anyway. You have to trust me now.
1: What is it? Supermajority. majority? I guess. Uh, yes.
0: It would be a minimum of 60. Wow. My, wow. my best guess is it would be 61, because right now we have 30 states whose legislatures are Republican-controlled. We have 18 that are Democrat-controlled, and we have two that are split. And the most likely outcome of the two split would be... You get one, I get one, right? That's how you would solve that problem. So we'd probably have 61 mm. Republican senators right now. That is a totally different country, even with the potato salad in chief as the, the <laughs> commander in chief, right? Like that's where we would be. And, and I, this is not like none of us are right wing people, right? Mm. Where we're like, we want the right wing, but actually what we would have is a divide, a completely divided government forcing mm-hmm. compromise. And as bad as that is, it's better than what we have. And then, so I just wanted to give John credit for mentioning that um, amendment because it's so much bigger than people think it is. And our founders, and there is some mythology around the founders. John and I, one day, John and I, John, you and I need to get on my show one day and just like destroy the founders so on I the do, Constitution, right? The like our asses with it. Yeah, the Constitution, right? Like, like. Um, however, I do have respect for the founders. I just don't have the founder worship that I'm, I'm accused of having. Um, so I I just, they, what they, but what they set up was a system where you would have this incredibly radical, like, I think what they knew is like, okay, we can't trust people. We can't trust people. So we need this incredibly conservative body and this incredibly radical body. And they will have to compromise because it's the fucking best we can do. I I really think that was the idea. Like, and yet we'll be the aristocracy. Yeah, we'll, we'll totally, we'll be the oligarchs. But, like, in the end, we also want our oligarchy not to go away. So we'll create this dichotomy within the dichotomy, and hence, there'll be some stability. Well, what we did when we – that that one change in 1913, we destroyed that. And if we destroyed it to completely destroy it, great. But, no, we fucked it up and kept it in place at the same time.
1: What's this we business, Jack?
0: Well, when I say we, you know what I mean by we. I am not French and there's no mouse in my pocket. Right. But when I say we, I mean, as a society, we bought into the lie of, hey, you know what, John, you should you should choose your senator. You should choose your senator as though you didn't have more control over your your state house representatives that at the time there was probably eleven hundred twelve hundred people that voted for him. You could probably, at the time that that change happened, in most of rural America, you could have probably walked down your street and went, Tom, hey, you're fucking shit up. I want to talk to you about this. Don't make me get the tarn feather out, boy. Exactly, right? But, but all of a sudden you were convinced that you live in Austin, and I live in Dallas, and I should have an equal say to you over who your senator is.
1: The Electoral College is a similar thing. It yeah. had a purpose so that, I mean, it would the presidency would be completely decided by... Los Angeles and Dallas and New York City Chicago I think a lot of people just lack that extra layer of critical thinking where you kind of got to peel off the surface that you see on the media really and do a, dig a little bit deeper a lot of people aren't even capable of that and that's why one of the big reasons why we're in this place that we are today I think government schools has a lot to do with it and this like social pressure to conform has a lot to do with it but you know there's this there's a what is that? Um, it's one of the laws of physics. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So we have these hardcore actions, lockdowns, masking, hardcore propaganda, censorship. And there's this equal and opposite reaction that's taking place where just like with 9-11, just like with the bailouts, it's shaking a lot of people up out of their slumber. And we're swelling our ranks. So it's this, it's a paradox. It's this challenging thing where it's like, yeah, the technocracy is rolling out. People are taking this crazy toxin. People are polarized, but at the same time, there's a lot more people that are waking up and there's a lot more alternatives in place to help build a better foundational structure for society. You know, and you, you,
0: John, you mentioned earlier, like this, this bifurcated society. And then like, If we can make it work, then maybe we actually get control, not through force, but through example. And that sounds nuts. But I want to hear from both of y'all. What would you have said? Let's not go back that far. I know both of y'all are younger than me. So I was going to say 95. That's probably too far. 2005. Okay, 2005. If I said the people that will have the greatest influence in America, think of yourself in 2005 will be people that believe there are 72 genders and are offended by apple pie and consider apple pie to be racist and imperialistic, and they will have the greatest say in society by 2020. What would you have said in 2005 if I told you that? Mm. Be honest. Don't pretend to be
1: who you are now in 2005. I was still, I was quote-unquote awake back in 2005. Yeah, I was...
2: I was never that. Ass- I, I mean, look. I was- still
0: said, "Come on, y'all would have said I was smoking crack." Yeah, yeah. What? The thing wasn't even. Would have a- said I was smoking crack. No way,
2: no way. Was- I mean, I was. I'm, I've I've been I've been for nature and um, honoring the law of nature. To the gender thing, I don't know. I'm so super offended by In all. 2005.
0: Them- if you would have stood up publicly and told somebody there were 72 genders and apple pie was racist, what would have happened to you?
2: coo Yeah, nobody, <laughs> I don't know anybody who would be.
0: Is it really 72 genders? Is It that is 72 guy? genders, John. You see, is that, that, question, that question comes from a place of straight white male privilege. Who <laughs> would even ask that question? And you didn't know apple pie was racist? Male, cisgender, white male privilege, I should say. I'm like uh, if anybody if anybody listen to me right now thinks I'm full of shit. Put in Google apple pie racism and see what comes up. Really? Oh yeah. I, mean, I
2: don't even I don't still even know that now.
0: Well, see, we we moved to North America and we made apple pie and all the ingredients in apple pie come from all over the world and we brought them here. And that is a signal of imperialism and the fact that we can sit down and say it's as American as apple pie and consume apple pie with no thought to how we extorted the rest of the world to do this is proof of our privilege. I don't understand why you as a Brown person don't understand this TV.
2: Yeah. Well, food injustice has deep roots. It says,
0: well, so, hold on. Hold on. So my point is, yeah, if those fucking wackadoodles. Can have the greatest influence on society today, and make no mistake about it. They do. They are the most influential group in society. Why can't people with a modicum of sanity, like us crazy anarchists, in an equal fifteen-year period, be the ones exerting the most most influence? It's because the answer would be because we have to do it without force. That's that's our handicap.
2: Well, I didn't even have a mic. Forget force. And you're you're you just took us back to 2005. Well, I was already on this train at that point.
0: You still wouldn't have believed that people that thought there were 72 genders, yeah, I were offended by which bathroom you used. Uh oh, yeah. That males that dress like women should be able to compete in female sports, and believe there were 72 genders would have any influence at all, right. even Correct. though you consider yourself awake.
2: No I, and I it would I, ruin
0: the word you invented awake right by creating the word woke yeah and canceling what awake meant I mean Jack I wouldn't have believed that three years
2: ago, probably even
0: that's my point I was going
2: I, mean, to- I can't believe that I cannot when when people write I mean right now I'll even look at our own parents right and I'm just looking at them like, how do you not know that this is total? Nonsense.
0: How old are you? I know I'm not supposed to ask a woman that, but I know you'll tell me. I'm 50. Okay. So you're one year old. Well, no, you're two months older than me or ish, right? (laughs) Okay. So you're about my age. So that makes more sense. I thought you were like in your early forties and I know John's young as fuck, right? Like, so I know. um,
2: I'm like, how old are, I think he's, I thought you were like 20, but I, but then you say, Oh yeah, I'm
0: 20. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought, I
2: thought, I thought John was like 20. He's like
0: 36 or something. I don't know. How old are you, John? How old are you, John? Just
1: turned thirty-seven a couple days ago. Really?
2: Oh, wow. oh, okay. Well, I mean, I heard you talk about kids and everything. I was like, oh, he's older than I thought. I'm young voice,
1: looks—I love it. I My got grandkids, man. I've been divorced. I've been <laughs> sued multiple times. I've, I've had businesses fail. I run two businesses now. I got two kids, eight and nine.
2: I mean, you're still really... Hey, you know ahead. what? You
1: sound like you're, you're me when I was 37. Weird. Look what awaits you.
0: I know. Well,
2: <laughs> I, I, I you're fucked. I think very advanced for 37, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know. Well,
0: he gets his hair cut professionally, unlike me, so, you know. He's,
2: he's very He's very ahead of the time. He ahead is. Of the
0: time. Now, you know yeah. what? There's a, There's a whole new subject there, like getting off on an early start because that's what makes somebody actually successful is to be able to say that much at 37. Like we can crap mm-hmm. on the founders sometimes because there is some things to crap on, but it's not the founders. It's the mythology around the founders.
1: Yeah. Right. right. But,
0: like if you look at what some of our founders had accomplished by the time they were 22.
2: Yeah. Right. Oh my <laughs>
0: because, God. Like, legion, well, you know, and like, you know, what I mean, like yeah,
2: what? Just,
0: when well, you had to like buy your own troops and like convince sh- them that you were worth following and like,
2: Well, you were a man at, you, you were a man at 14, you know, or 15 back in the day. And, you know, these days, children, they, you know, like we, I, have had my children working with me since they were four and five and six. And people are like, you know, child abuse. These people today believe that, you know, children like child labor is is whatever they think like they they wanted to make it legal. So children couldn't work on the farm, which is ridiculous because, you know, Four, five, and six-year-olds can raise chickens and eggs, okay, and they should, and they should be responsible for that. They should be responsible for the hens and for collecting the eggs and for whatever, you know, And but they want to try to create a law saying that children can't work on the farm, which is their home. They can't do things that they're... See, then
0: they'll learn about the sanctity of life, the reality of life and death, and we can't have that shit.
2: Well, right. And all of them have processed chickens or witnessed it before yeah. age seven, so they know there is like, you know, oh, you've normalized killing birds for them now.
0: Oh, you know, you hear the term point a uh, position of privilege. You know what a <laughs> position of privilege is? Being able to outlaw child labor and have it actually work. We mm. we don't have a child labor problem in the United States. No. And kids working on their farm or starting their own business or doing chores or going with mom or dad to work is not a child labor problem. We no. have a child labor problem in parts of the world where people wonder whether they're gonna to eat tomorrow.
2: Right.
0: And that's why we have a child labor problem where children are actually like instead of learning you're going to go turn a wheel for 12 hours, and mm-hmm. if you fall over and die, well, you're not a strong enough child and fuck
2: Working you. for the companies in America that are transplanted into some yeah. other foreign place to do something unnatural. But well, meantime, you know, what we're doing is wanting to teach our children how to make money. That is literally the only thing they need to be trained to do is how to love and how to make money. So how, to love, how to love.
0: In a society that's prosperous, you don't need a child labor law. Right. Not because of what you're saying, but because we just wouldn't do it. Right. If tomorrow we took all child labor laws that exist in the United States, put them in a shredder, and they were gone, who's going to be like, you know what I should do with Tammy now? Fuck seventh grade. Tammy is going to go off to the light bulb factory and work her ass off. Like, because we don't have to do it, we don't do it. The places where they do this, these are people who are like, well, if I send Tammy to work, right, then then tonight we'll have some porridge <laughs> right. family and right. we won't die. Right. That's why we have these problems. Right. And those problems are created by the same oligarchs that want you to get a vaccine so that you can get sick or maybe not. It depends on, you know. The lottery, ball, the lottery balls pop up for you. I <laughs>
1: said the V word twice now, Jack.
0: I, I, I don't care anymore. I do want to say something, John. You mentioned um, the picture you're using where we're all partying at my place. Um, with understanding the value of life and making the most of it, this is going to sound sad, but to me it's also in a way happy because he's in the picture if you look hard enough. There's an old man you probably met. His name is Steve Larkin. He's the oldest he, guy there. He is an older man and he's still with us, but he may not be by the time this broadcast is over. I mean, it's, it's that cutting, you know, we're not um, sure at this point. And, um, so we were right in the height of COVID. He had just had a few months before that, his second kidney transplant. And then a few weeks before it, hold on a second. I got a dog problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, Dog, get dog. out of here. Go on, get. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, he had just had also open heart surgery three weeks before that event. And he's in that picture. And he's got a glass full of whiskey. And he's like, ah, he's like kicking ass. He sadly, just a few days ago, had two strokes and a heart attack at the same time. Mm. He's wow. in the hospital. He probably will not recover. Mm. And I don't know if you'll remember this, but he said to several people at that event, John, I ain't scared to die. I've been on borrowed time for 20 years. I am not going to let this keep me home and end up dead anyway in the future and have have missed this. What? Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh, What's going on?
2: That's awesome.
0: He is. That's oh, a different picture. I can't find him. The there he is right one there. One yep, one. John's got him. He's yeah. right there. We had a good old time. That's Steve. And he was wow. like, you know what? I, I'm not. I'm not shutting down my life. I'm not going to end because he knew his whole life he knew that he could go anytime. And he was like gotta I live never
2: not... die trying, man. You got to live or die trying. I just thought
0: that
1: crazy. He lived a good life.
0: How many people like him yeah shut their whole lives down for the last year to survive only yeah, to die of natural causes be. anyway and denied themselves cuz like when it started like people were like well, well, you have your grandchildren with you every day still? I'm like, yeah, they're my grandchildren. Why wouldn't I have like, but they could give you COVID. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? They could give me co- like, what am oh, I going to do? I'm going to hide in my house. I'm
1: going oh, to hide in my far? house
0: from my own family. I'm not going to hug my grandkids. I'm not going to like, I'm like, they're like, well, what are you doing? Today? I'm like. I'm teaching my my grandkids about Pink Floyd's The Wall album, so they don't become <laughs> a result of it. Like, like what? Are, what? What are, what are you doing? You're hiding. Like, <laughs> I even had so somebody hard ask hard. me once, like, well, like, well, since you have to take care of them during the day, could they just stay with you and not go home? I'm like, so I'm gonna deny What's my grand. Like you know their, what? I'm mm. gonna deny my grandchildren their parents to protect myself. Like, this is totally. Think about this. This is totally odd. The, the the entire like this is a disease that no matter how we got it does almost nothing to children. I mean almost nothing. And so children and the young are supposed to sacrifice for the old, like me. Look, I'm sorry. I grew I'm up not going to let my kids. My ever job be... is to sacrifice for the youth. Right. My job right. is if there's there's ten people in this room and they're all young kids and women and 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 what have you and even young men like young ass men like John right and somebody's got to somebody's got to charge through that door and might not make it that's right. my fucking job because I still can and I've had more time we have completely taken society and fucking flipped it upside down at this point the elderly are the older people, not even elderly, like the adults are supposed to sacrifice right. their children. And now we're asking children to sacrifice for the adults. This is totally fucked up. We want children to get a vaccine and fucking cancel us. I don't care. Right. Like th- we want children to get a vaccine so that old people don't get sick when the vaccine may harm the child. But the child has almost no risk of harm from the disease.
2: And vaccination is not immunization. So there now you can cancel.
0: Well, it's the- not even a vaccine.
2: Right. That, that, it's that, not that, even it's a vaccine. It's a gene a therapy. And on top of all of that, this really pisses me off because I find this to be the biggest child abuse ever. And I've, I'm, I'm upset about it with our parents as well, too, because do not ever make my children believe that the fact that they're breathing is, is, is a threat to your life. Do not ever make my children believe that. And if that is how you want to operate, you could just stay right Get over by yourself. And you want to choose to commit suicide or whatever you want to do in your own little lonely sad self—that's fine. But do not ever make my children believe for one red hot minute that they could possibly, possibly do anything to threaten your life because they're, one, they're breathing a lot. Yeah,
0: totally healthy. Asymptomatic is a code word for healthy people. Yeah.
1: No, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I who don't,
2: and I don't doesn't understand that asymptomatic, asymptomatic. asymptomatic means you're healthy.
1: Yeah. Hey, I want to show uh, I want to show y'all this quick piece of propaganda and I think we should probably wrap up here pretty Yeah, soon yeah. Through, we're at 5:30, but this I posted this and I on Facebook, it's an NBC News story. I'm only going to show you a small clip of it and I posted like this is absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe that people are still falling for this and they can't it. To take And I got taken down. And I did say, parents, please don't vaccinate your kids. They don't they can't make the choice for themselves like you did. Uh, I didn't even use the the V word, actually. I consciously didn't use the V word. But the way that these people that get interviewed talk, it's so staged and scripted. It reminds me of right after 9-11, there was a guy that they interviewed on Fox News and they said, what happened here? It was the morning of 9-11. And he said, all of a sudden we saw a plane just scream out of nowhere and crash into the building. And then we saw the building collapse, mostly due to structural failure and fires. It was already like scripting, and you could tell it was staged. This is the exact same manner of communication. I just want to show, hopefully, we can hear the audio, but check this out. Real quick little clip here. It's really sad. Ah, I really see this on par with what we've done to care for our kids this is is part of the healthcare that we've provided. We follow the immunization schedule, and I really feel like the COVID vaccine is just on par with that. Yeah, and we see already how safe and effective the vaccine is for adults. I really trust that it's going to be as beneficial for kids. Uh, And again, the importance to me is that we are one community. The COVID affects all of us, and it's affected all of us this entire year,
2: she might have seen Khalil there (laughs) playing with his
1: family also 12 year old Chaya she's almost 12 year old she's counting down the days until her 12th birthday so she can get the vaccine as well both kids really excited Uh, Khalil is a little camera shy but he told me He's excited that he's going to help other people not get sick by getting their vaccine. Oh. So and parents saying uh, that this is a learning lesson for their kids to help their community.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Those were the fucking actors from a car commercial. God damn it. That
2: is absolute child abuse. Do not ever you mean, make No, it's
0: not. They, they, they're, they're not a family.
2: Do, There's no yeah, child abuse. Yeah. That's and do th- not you that, those how, are
0: actors. I mean, why are you, I
2: mean, you know, why are you trying to make children feel like they could be possibly be responsible for somebody else?
0: It's Nobody, totally normal for a family unit ugh. to be composed of four races. <laughs> totally normal.
2: Right. Every Ford commercial, every Chevy commercial,
0: every Subaru commercial has that group of people in the car at the same time, they bear no resemblance to each other whatsoever. <laughs> but now that they bought a fucking Subaru Outback, they can finally go camping. When they had a Ford Explorer, couldn't fucking do it. But now that their their family has become multiracial and got right. a fucking Subaru Outback, that that was the biggest pile of fucking shit I have seen. <laughs> and I own a fucking farm. Everything on my backyard shits. Right in the backyard. And I've never seen a pile of shit that big in my life.
2: I, I'm so offended by that because,
0: because. You go ahead and be offended.
2: I'm so offended by that because, you know, my daughter was vaccine injured and murdered. Okay. And, and I can't even stand it. Like that is absolute crap. When they, when they kept saying, you know, my mask is for you. Really? Kiss my ass. Okay. And
0: your mask <laughs> is for me.
2: Yeah. No. And also don't. <laughs> Don't stop breathing on my account, okay? And also, when have I been able to ever help you anyway? I could never make you stop smoking. I could never make you stop being a vegan. I couldn't make you, like, you know, stop eating frickin' Doritos, whatever the next flavor is right now, and whatever, zoo cakes or whatever crap that is. So how is it my job or my responsibility ever to really be able to do anything for you i mean
0: did anybody else just be like they're gonna come out with vaccination doritos oh it's
1: just oh. like the cousin jack just you oh Let my me God. <laughs> Hopefully.
0: you don't think the next flavor of uh, doritos is the vaccine flavor you really don't no.
2: They already got cake milk. Hey, did you guys see that they have GMO-free cake-flavored milk on the market? You hate cake. organic cake milk. Why do you hate cake so much? Yeah, come
1: on. (laughs) Come on now. Most of the comments are ripping on the video, which is nice. Remember, miners have zero say over what medicine enters their body. A global nightmare. The human race has lost their collective reasoning. Why don't we just give children... Child murder. Also...
2: They're Absolutely. murdering the
1: babies. Those children were not murdered
0: because they're not, that family's not a thing. I'm trying to tell you people that's not, I defy no, somebody, somebody to produce those people.
2: But somebody, some lunatic out there is. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. But I'm just saying those people are not an actual family that live together. I'm sorry. No. Please, no. No. No.
2: no. You no, racist nice. white got, man! You know, Jack, you're such a racist white man.
0: Yes, I am. I, I.
2: You old racist I white man. They're not earth. a family. You know they they love each other. You don't know
1: that.
0: John's got. I I didn't say they didn't love each other. I said <laughs> they they. I love the paycheck they got. It did not <laughs> track genetically. I'm just saying, like uh, I would have totally bought like black mom, white dad. White skin
2: kids. do will say they're not adopted. a real family. You don't know because you know there's all kinds of families. There's all kinds.
1: There are, there are, no, but there's real ones. There's fake ones.
0: <laughs> if it wasn't so formulaic, I would, I would be like, yeah, that could happen. But since it's so formulaic, right?
2: Because, because the
0: check out the next car commercial how, you watch. How come the
2: TV lady was the white woman. How come the TV lady wasn't the black woman, and the white lady wasn't the wife? Why, why did it have to be that the TV person the interviewer was the white person that's that privilege you know that's that privilege
0: and make sure you refer <laughs> to the asian one as asian because if you say korean or chinese and you're wrong you should have oh. known the difference and only coming from a place of privilege would you be wrong
2: but i'm the a- but i'm the indian um
0: bigot right so <laughs> i don't know the that well, difference- you eat meat
2: Oh right, right,
0: yes. You've denied your ancestral heritage, so you cannot claim it. I
2: ate of the (laughs) beeves.
0: I ate of the (laughs) beeves. Anyway, John says he needs to go. I think we need to wrap up. We have Okay, okay. We we have descended into the abyss. Um but I just want everybody to to really look into what we started out with. What's going on with these spike proteins and how again, what I want to say is, let's say you even thought, well, it was okay in the vaccine. The original theory was they stayed in one place. And we have definitive documentation from the people that say it's not happening, that says it is happening. They're moving through the whole body. Um, I said months ago on this show and my own show that I really believed this was going to cause infertility problems. Mm-hmm. And it it definitely seems like there's at least the possibility that it's causing like ovarian and uterine damage. And i think that might, I'm not a woman, so I can't speak for women, but Nithi might that be a problem with having a baby if you had ovarian and uterine damage? Would that be yes. not good?
2: All their cycles, people's cycles are being ruined. They're um, appearing, you know, and it's, I think, I find it fascinating that they're all uh, affected in their ovaries, like a lot of people, like it's a, a large number of them.
0: And um, I, I haven't, totally investigated this yet but the claims are being made again these are doctors that like work with the cdc who are risking their careers to say this uh the dark horse podcast we'll make sure that link is in the uh the audio version of the show notes that it's actually looks like these spike proteins are passing through the milk of breastfeeding mothers and damaging children. We have doctors saying they've delivered a a stillborn baby that looks like nothing they've ever seen before. And the mother had recently been vaccinated. But the doctor's saying, well, it can't be the vaccine because they're trained to believe that. Do what you want to do, but please do it with fully informed consent. And I want to know if either one of you knew this. We we all know about the vaccine court. Like you get MMR, you have an injury, you go to vaccine court. Did you know that's not even an option? If you get the COVID vaccine, did you know that you can't even yes. go to vaccine court? Right. Did you Correct. know why? The form you sign says, it since it's an emergency authorized use right. an experimental thing, yes. you take all personal responsibility.
2: It's an experiment, folks. I don't know why. And also, yeah, there's, there's no you emergency. have no recourse. There is no injured. emergency. Also, there's no emergency.
0: I agree with you, but I'm saying there, the important thing for a person to understand, you sign that form, you mm-hmm. give consent for your child on their behalf because they can't do it yet, or you take it yourself, you have an injury, yeah. you can't even go to vaccine court. You have to convince the Attorney General of the United States uh-huh. that there was malfeasance wow. on part of both the government and the drug maker
2: right. to
0: have any chance at all. Good luck with that.
2: Well, I'm even in vaccine court, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Even trying but Some to people get
0: something. Some people get something out of vaccine. Right. You don't know what because you have to sign a piece of paper. It'll never say the conditions of your settlement. Mm -hmm. But you literally don't even have that option. Mm -hmm. You are alone if you are injured. And that is fact. And if you take our video down, YouTube, I just want you to prove that I'm lying. I dare anybody to prove that's a lie.
2: Correct. What about when they're vaccine murdered? There's no recourse.
0: Because here's the most horrible thing I'm going to say today, according to the establishment. If you're going to get the vaccine, the consent form you sign, you should read it first. Yeah. You should read every word on the form that you sign before somebody puts something in your body. Yes. And if that's wrong, we stand wrong. How
2: as about read the ingredient list? Why don't you ask for the Why don't you ask for the pamphlet, the insert, and read the list of ingredients, and then make a decision based on that? And if you don't understand what the ingredients are, you might want to wonder.
0: Why do you, you want, want old people just to die, Why do you want old people to die? What's wrong with you? Ah, What's wrong hey, with you? Hey. Anyway, guys, I'm gonna let everybody just tell people how they can learn more about you before we wrap up today.
1: John. Uh people can check out my podcast, live LiveFreeNow, now show. And I'd love uh, if you're into cryptocurrency, you can check out the workshop. 17 hours of content at cryptoandprivacy.com. Cryptoandprivacy.com. And thanks, Jack, for inviting me to be on the expert council. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, Navy? You guys can find me at www.farmtoforkmeatriot.org. It's all spelled out F A R M T O F O R K M E A T R I O T.org. And um, I'd love for you guys to uh, let me know if you need any help. I can help you with some nutrition coaching. Um, you know, we need everyone to. Be able to enjoy food freedom and health independence.
0: It's a great
1: URL, by the way. Uh, thank you.
0: <laughs> and I am Jack Spirico. If you want to know about more about me, just go to tspc.co. It really works without the M on the end. Try it just to check and see if I'm telling you the truth. Thank tspc.co. Thank and with that, we will wrap up and say goodbye. And, uh, goose is out. Honk. Honk, honk. Honk, honk, honk. honk, honk. honk, honk, honk. Unloose the goose. <laughs> Take no views. Your paradigm's run out of time and we've got no.